0: I was in a classroom, I had no other woman in the classroom with me. And I had an instructor that felt I was invisible.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm RV Robinson, the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and best-selling author. And best-selling author of a very recent book called The Impact of One Voice, where myself and 29 other authors collaborated to bring to you the importance of your voice your story, and your message, and that it matters. So with me today is one of our authors, our best-selling authors, and that is Wendy Norfleet. And Wendy is an engineer turned CEO, best-selling author, certified DEI professional, and community leader. She leverages strategic and analytical thinking to find innovative solutions that scale businesses and grow leaders. She works with individuals and organizations to identify challenges and execute solutions and achieve results. Dr. Norfley is an active community leader and serves on several boards, including Cathedral Arts Project, women business owners of Northeast Florida and Jacksonville Information Technology Council. In addition to her chapter titled, A Seat at the Table, she is an author of leading uh, without the title, of leading without the title, I love that, a blueprint to growing into leadership and numerous other journal articles. In recognition of her service, Dr. Norfleet has been honored with multiple leadership awards, recognized as one of the 2020 Women of Influence by the Jacksonville Business Journal, selected as a 2021 Small Business Leader of the Year, and awarded the 2021 Corporate Vision Award for Best Business Consulting and and Coaching Company in North. Florida. So again, her title that she's going to talk about today, her chapter is a seat at the table. So welcome, Doctor Northley. Thank All you, right. RV. I really appreciate it. <laughs> All right, I'm so happy to have you here. So excited to talk about your chapter today because this chapter is, you know, it, it's I believe it's it's kind of like about fairness and um, sometimes as women were not always treated equal. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So tell us a little bit about your chapter today.
0: Okay. Um, I wanted to share, um, I talk a lot about women in tech, but Mm -hmm. if you notice from the chapter, it really talks about going back even a little further before I got in tech, my journey to get there. And so I had, um, you know, I don't want to date myself, but I'm a little older. (laughs) And so, therefore, when I went to school, most of the instructors were men for IT. Right, right. And I was in a classroom. I had no other woman in the classroom with me. And I had an instructor that felt I was invisible. He felt that I just shouldn't be there. I was taking up a man's spot. And therefore, that anything I said had no value. And so, I couldn't even ask for help from him. And receive it. And it was just so frustrating being in a room full of people and feeling like you're invisible.
1: Right, right. And that's, you know, a dilemma of women, you know, today all over the world is feeling invisible. But what I love about it is you did something about it and you kept going and you kept persisting and you kept getting to, you know, that degree and you didn't give up. You could have you know, felt, you know, um, self-conscious or alone or sad or whatever and give up. But you didn't. So let's talk about that, how you persevered in a man's world.
0: Yeah, I I'm. I'm I think I'm wired that if you tell me no, <laughs> then I'm going I'm, I'm, to even persevere more. I'm just gonna tell you that. And so when I'm I'm getting this feedback from people, like you should quit, you should don't you realize that you should just give up or you should switch majors or something like that. That's made me more switch majors, it yeah. made me push me further to make sure that I can do this. And it I'm not gonna say it wasn't hard because it was, but it just gave me more determination. And there's so many times, even when I was still heavily into the IT field that something like that would just trigger me and push me forward. I think that's why I got as far as I got in the IT field, because I just felt I needed to push forward.
1: Right. So you went through uh, college, you got your degree, Mm -hmm. and then you went to work for a company. Yes. And you thought you were going to be using your talents and your degree. And what happened?
0: Oh, so many things that happened. It's like you use your degree. I can give you a couple of different examples, but I, you know, you use your degree, you get in there and they want to put you with the administrative or secretarial staff. And there's nothing wrong with them because I think we all need them to, you know, do our jobs. That wasn't what you were hired. Correct. That was, that wasn't what I went in there for. And it just, it just makes it when you keep getting overlooked and sometimes companies will bring you in because the diversity thing, and you know, but then you don't feel included. They don't make you f- feel like you belong. Right. And so, this is something that I have championed. I am part of several women in IT for younger women, young girls to give back to make sure they don't give up and they see other people like them, they see women like them. And so, to me, that's really important that. When we go through these experiences we serve as a beacon of hope for others. Right? And what I'd love to
1: and this is, you know, about your chapter is you talk about that in college it prepared you for battle. You have a line that says little did i know that the fight to be uh, to be seen was just beginning. Right. I love that. So, so that the fight was throughout your career. Right. And I love the part. And I want you to tell your listeners this, that when you were in meetings, again, you were invisible. They didn't Mm -hmm. listen to you. They didn't even know you were there. They probably didn't even, you know, talk to you. But then when you got in charge of the meeting, Something special happened. You did something that changed everything. So tell people what that was.
0: Well, one of the things um, a lot of times we talk at people and we don't include them. And so I think it's really important when, you know, when you get in charge to be more inclusive, to you know, ask and listen for others' ideals. And I'm not saying you always have to listen to everyone's, to follow everyone's ideals, but people follow you when they feel included, when they feel part of something. You can get the most out of people. Right. You know, and that's, people just want to matter. Even if they say something that's really against what you're thinking or where you want to go, acknowledging that and saying, you know, that's, that, you know, I appreciate you making a comment, but right now our goal is to do this. We may end up coming back to that. You know right. what I mean? But acknowledging people. And I think that's really important. And that just has been such a passion of mine is to make sure that people feel included. Right. Because you all, you didn't always feel included.
1: right? So the time I'm talking about is when you, when your director asked you for volunteers to run a meeting Mhm ran a meeting, no one listened to you
0: still, even though you were yes. no the leader, Yeah. Because um, sometimes amazing. we give up our power. Right. Sometimes we As women, give up our power. Up As our women, power. because I think we're conditioned to be in the background, to be a little meeker. And so the first time, uh, it was a mess. I'm not even going to lie. It's not even a kind words to say it was a mess. Right. <laughs> okay. And I had to figure out why, you know, it was a mess. And... First of all, people weren't listening to me, right. you know, um, and I had something to say, but people weren't listening to me. And I, I, I use bribery a little bit. <laughs> a lie. I love a bait. A good job. So you have to use what you, you know, what you skills you have,
1: and. But tell us that story. I want you to okay. tell everybody for all the women that are listening that try sometimes to squash their women talents and instead try to be more like the man
0: and right that doesn't always work unless that's your nature I'm just going to let you know sometimes we we try to do something that's totally outside of our nature and it just doesn't come across right right. it doesn't come off so you didn't fight that you were a woman you didn't
1: fight it you just thought okay how How can I I use it how can I I use use this
0: right I get to these men Right. So and one of the things I noticed that at a lot of our meetings, we had refreshments. OK. And there, if you have refreshments, you guarantee an audience, first of all. Okay. So I'm thinking, right? Right. Okay. OK. Food means people in seat. OK. So I like to bake. I said, OK, you know what? I'm going to bring in cookies. And, you know, you know how when you bring fresh baked cookies and they smell, they, they're wonderful. And yours wasn't any just cookie. What
1: kind of cookie? Um, it was chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Everybody
0: loves chocolate chip cookies. Just smelling the whole area, and so they would come by and say, "Can I? We have cookies today?" And I said, "We do, but you have to come to the meeting." Good. And so I got them in there, and then they all wanted the cookies, and I'm like, "No, we're going to wait until the meeting is over." (laughs) 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 And and so that kept them in the seat, but as I was talking. They went from, well, I'm just here for the cookies to start being engaged. And, you know, not all of them, I'm not going to lie, but enough of them that yeah. it, it, you can see the conversation. I wasn't just talking at them anymore.
1: How many people were in this meeting? How many men were in this meeting? Um, About 26. Oh,
0: my goodness. That's huge. Yes. Okay, that's huge. It's <laughs> not like four or five or six. No, no this is a, a department. So um, it was great. And when I came back out, so even, you know, the people who didn't really pay attention, you know, first of all, I must say I'm a fabulous baker. But anyway, they came back and they gave me feedback. And then some of them stayed. And they said, you know, I would like to hear what else you have to say about this because this may work for us. Beautiful. And so it just became better and better. But I had to get their attention to listen. And sometimes that's what we have to do as women. It's like we did—we need them to hear us, not just hear it like, you know, our ear that goes in and go out, but to actually hear it, internalize it and say, okay, you know what, maybe she has something.
1: Well, and, you know, they always say what the way to a man's heart is through his belly, so you and know, I'm going to tell you, I don't know about
0: all, but all the IT companies I work for, I found this to be true. Wow. Okay. But then, then there was
1: something else you did later on again. And in your chapter, you talk about as a woman in IT, you kept having to prove yourself. Yes. Prove yourself. Prove yourself. So if there's other women out yes. there, don't, don't get discouraged if you got to do it over and over again, just be more creative. And no, it comes with the territory, but you did something very creative. And uh, tell us when you were a director, now you're the director of IT,
0: right? Mm -hmm. But you still had to prove yourself. Yes. So as director of IT, we serviced a lot of organizations. And so I had um, several departments under me, one of them was a tech team. And so we would go out and I'm not sure, because I think I'd use a couple of examples, but we would go out to different locations and like, we actually worked service. One of our clients was the Hilton at, during that time. And so we were at the Hilton and Reno. I can even tell you where it's at, Hilton and Reno. And um, we were working on their system. And I had maybe about a dozen young people with me. They were on my tech teams. They were really knowledgeable with tech. And half the time, you know, I couldn't get them to listen to me. Okay. And so one of the things they used to do is like refurbish the computers. So, you know, I had to challenge them. I said, you know what? I'll make a deal with you, okay? And, you know, it might've been a day off. It may have been some treat. I can't remember exactly, but it was some, I said, okay, we're gonna see who can do this the fastest. Do what? Build the computer. computer. Build a computer. Build a computer the fastest because they were listening to you. Correct. They felt that I didn't have any technical skills. I was there. Technical skills. Correct. They fit, they, they kind of were okay with me being their leader, but not giving them directions technically. Got it. And so we had it and, you know, I don't know why they thought I didn't have any technical skills, but I came through my computer fastest and you had to make sure it worked and mine worked. And I'm going to tell you just doing something that simple, it just changed their perception. They got respect. Right. Right. But it's unfortunate that as a, a woman in IT, sometimes we have to do this over and over and over. And I do yeah. know that many men in IT are more enlightened, but I hear about this over and over where women are proving themselves again and again. Right. Every and day. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. But it, yet it, still, IT as an industry want more women into it, but sometimes they're not always kind to women. Right. Absolutely. So I get that. As
1: I shared with you, my degree is in information yep. systems. I went through a lot of that, but I had a different kind of career. So I wasn't trying to be in charge of an IT department. I went out as a consultant, worked in a CPA firm, mm-hmm. and set up financial accounting systems, small. Yeah, companies. a lot different. So it was a lot of training. Right. So that's how I got the respect. I wasn't trying to do the technical end of it. So, um, okay, so I love that. So now what is your message to young women today, whether it's in IT or some other male-dominated field, what would you like them to to
0: take away from this uh, chapter today? I want them to take away that, first of all, other women have gone through what you've gone through and have become successful. That's number one, because a lot of times when you're in the middle of it, it's so easy to think about giving up. Yes. Because you think you're the only one. Right. And So I want to make sure they know that they're not the only one. There's other women who came before me and there's women who come after after me that have gone through this and persevered. So that's number one. And the second is by knowing other women have gone through it, maybe join some type of affinity group. Maybe it's women in tech. A lot of cities have women in tech where they address these type of issues and have, you know, speakers and they have, people you can become friends with, call on when you're going through those difficult times, because I mean, we all need sounding boards. Right. And, and there's meetup groups too. Right. And so there's so many different things. So I just want, because it's very hard to go through it alone. You know, if I didn't have like my family or, you know, became part of a group like women in tech, I don't know if I would have, because I had to have some kind of outlet outside of where right. I was. Right, right. So that's inventive. really important. Right. Okay. So we only
1: have a few minutes left. But now, I, because it's behind you and we can see it, you've started your own company, your own tech company. Tell us a little bit
0: about that. Well, it's, it's, it's not necessarily a tech. I do a lot of tech training. Okay. Um, we do artificial intelligence, SharePoint. We do a lot of training, period, not all tech. We do soft skills and technical skills. That's what we focus on. Um, but we also do a lot of consulting with companies. And one of the consulting areas that we do, especially with tech companies, is DEI. And that's what made me go back and become certified in it. Because what is that for diversity, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Woo. So that's something that I've gone back and more recently become certified in because it's a passion of mine, especially as I work with these organizations as their consultant. Um, you know, everyone's looking for talent, but one of the ways you can keep talent is by making sure they feel that they're included and belong. Beautiful. And it's really important. And so that's some of the things that I'm doing as I move, you know, I look back and I want to make sure that even that I live through it, I'm still making a difference. Absolutely. All right. So we have the to end today, but
1: I know you have a free gift. So tell everybody what you would like them to get today.
0: Okay, so one of the things, since as you, and I just mentioned, the DEI is so important to me. I want to give you five tips on um, helping you build DEI into your organization, into your culture, because that's really important. Mm-hmm. So you want to become, you want to build that um, culture of inclusion and belonging. And so one of the things that I'm giving away is five tips. And as we work with clients, that's one of the things that we give away. And everyone who listens to this today um, can also enjoy it. Nice. And where did they go and grab that? Um, I gave you a link and I'm not sure to Bev. So they're just going to okay. grab it. Right. Okay. I'll put it in the show
1: notes so everybody can go there and grab it. So yeah. what are the last words of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners today
0: before we end? Um, this I, I wrote this more to share my story to women, but this applies to anyone because I know some men since I, I coach. I have a couple of male clients that are also going through some things. So just don't let anyone define you. Don't let anyone push you into something that that's not your, what your, your goal. And that's men or women know that. um, Even if there's obstacles that you can persevere and you can succeed.
1: That's beautiful. Thank you. And you are a living example of that. So, So last thing is that go and grab a copy of uh, The Impact of One Voice and read uh, Wendy's story. It will encourage you. It will keep you going. And just know that you are here on this planet to make a difference, that your voice, your story and your message really do matter. So we're going to end our call today. Thank you so much, Wendy. Doctor. Thank Wendy, you, RV. I really appreciate it. For being with us. And thank you to our listeners for listening. And tune back in next time for the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. So bye for now. Bye, Arby. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast